Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. A battle atop the East gets decided in overtime. The Arizona Cardinals get A.J. Green to come out of retirement. Okay, or just leave Cincinnati. Plus, do you need to change your brackets after the latest COVID news? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Milwaukee Bucks came back from as many as 19 down to beat the Philadelphia 76ers in their first matchup of the season, 109-105. And normally that might be the headline of the night. And maybe tonight it's not. Joining me now from Locked on Bucks, Kane Pittman. And Kane, the Bucks also pulled off a pretty significant <laughs> trade here, landing P.J. Tucker from the Houston Rockets. What is your initial reaction to this move for the Bucks and what it does for them in the Eastern Conference race? I think ultimately it depends what version of P.J. Tucker we get. So the best P.J. Tucker is a versatile defender. He can switch across multiple positions and he can be in your closing lineup with Giannis at the five. So that's the best case scenario. Right. I think the question mark surrounding P.J. Tucker right now is the fact that he is just a couple of months away from turning 36. He's only shooting 31% from three this season. And overall, he hasn't been that interested in playing with this Houston Rockets team. Right. Now, I think motivation will be significantly increased when he comes to a title contender in Milwaukee. The question will remain whether he actually is... The motivation is all that was the issue in Houston or he is actually in decline. So look, overall, I think it's worth the risk for Milwaukee. The question just remains whether or not it's a significant needle mover in the title race. What I think is interesting is the timing of this because you get P.J. Tucker, who is, what, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, in, in, in the same night where they face a, a Sixers team without Joel Embiid, who has been arguably the MVP of the league so far this season. So is this the kind of move that you think can elevate the Bucks? in the East when they have to face these these teams like Philly with Embiid, presumably in the playoffs, or the Nets with KD, Kyrie, and Harden? Well, this is the interesting part of all this because I know if you check online, there's been, uh, let's say, growing sentiment that the Bucks should at least look into the option of trading Brook Lopez. And I've been firmly against that. First of all, I think Brook Lopez is, I don't think that the uh, I guess the outside opinion of the decline is as sharp as what it what it, we are seeing on the court. I think he's been fine. I think the Bucks are trying out a bunch of different things defensively. Brook Lopez is in different positions on the court, and that has contributed to that. But you make a great point. The other reason why the Bucks need Brook Lopez is because even tonight against the Sixers without Joel Embiid, the Sixers are a team that will play Dwight Howard and they will play Tony Bradley. And as far as the Nets go, they will play DeAndre Jordan and we'll see what additions they make. But I just think it's another option. It gives the Bucks more lineup versatility that Budenholzer can mix things up a little bit. And we've seen a willingness from him to do that. So for instance, if you're playing the Nets and they do decide to go with Kevin Durant at the five, then fine, that's a situation you can put P.J. Tucker in. I just think previously with the Bucks running Pat Connaughton in that small ball closing lineup, I do think if Pat, if the shot isn't going down for Pat, 
then you get a defensive boost from putting PJ Tucker with that group. So overall, I don't think it's going to be a, a lineup that they will go to on a nightly basis, but I think having the option there puts them in a better spot for any playoff series. Want to beat me in March Madness? Play against all of your favorite Locked On hosts by entering the ESPN.com Tournament Challenge. Search Locked On Podcast Network and join. The winner of this group gets a chance to come on a future episode of Locked On Today. Coming up, the Arizona Cardinals get A.J. Green. How much does he have left? That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Just because the NFL is over doesn't mean there still aren't plenty of ways for you to make some money betting on your sports knowledge. And there's one place that has you covered, one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That means they will give you money just for putting money in your account. It couldn't be easier. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. There's NBA to bet on, college basketball. Baseball is going to be here before you know it. Hockey, golf is a blast to gamble on. And when you go to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, you will get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. One more break to talk about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure? Often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counter guy orders the parts off his computer, choosing only from the brands his warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for yourself for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, Rock Auto is always the reliably low price for you and the same for a professional, not two different prices. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Georgia Tech star Moses Wright, the ACC Player of the Year, will miss the Yellow Jackets' first-round game against Loyola Chicago in the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Wright also likely will be out if Tech beats Loyola Chicago and advances to face the winner of Illinois Drexel. The Arizona Cardinals picked up a piece in A.J. Green, but they lost the piece to the Minnesota Vikings. What's up, everybody? Luke Braun here from Locked On Vikings, and the Vikings landed a big one. Patrick Peterson, the cornerback from the Arizona Cardinals, 10-year veteran, signs a $10 million contract for one year with the Vikings. Now, there was some talk about him possibly moving to safety over the course of his free agency, but with the way the Vikings are set up and with the depleted and youthful cornerback group they have right now, it's probably unlikely that they move into safety. The option's always there. He is coming off a little bit of a down year by his own standards. 50 catches for 677 yards. That's not great if you're Patrick Peterson, but for regular corners, it's definitely better than the Vikings had dealt with in a catastrophic 2020 for that secondary. And Mike Zimmer is getting aggressive and Rick Spielman getting aggressive to repair what was a pretty disastrous unit in 2020. Now, it remains to be seen whether he has enough gas in the tank at 31-32 to continue the elite play that he's become known for, but this is absolutely the splash signing that Vikings fans have been waiting for. 
Former Carolina Panthers receiver Curtis Samuel is returning to his former head coach, Ron Rivera, with a three-year, $34.5 million deal with the Washington football team. Samuel's most impressive stat this past season was his catch rate, almost 80% that led all NFL receivers and was well ahead of his 56.3% rate the previous three seasons. He also became one of the league leaders on third down conversions. The Oklahoma City Thunder completed a trade sending forward Trevor Ariza to the Miami Heat for forward Myers Leonard and a 2027 second round pick the team announced Wednesday. Leonard will not be an active part of the Thunder moving forward and will not report to Oklahoma City according to the Thunder. Leonard, whom the NBA fined $50,000 for an anti-Semitic slur last week, had to waive the no trade clause on his two-year contract which included a team option for 2021-2022 that will be declined as part of a procedural matter in completing this deal. The last time the Houston Rockets won an NBA game, well, Tom Brady only had six rings. Could they get it done on Wednesday? No. What's up? Jackson Gatlin here from over at Locked on Rockets. The Rockets losing their 18th straight game unable to end the streak in the return of Christian Wood finally to the lineup after missing 17 straight games the Rockets now this 18 game losing streak now the longest losing streak in franchise history eclipsing the 17 game losing streak of the uh, the very first season for the Houston Rockets the San Diego Rockets all the way back in the 60s here is another story you need to know. The Arizona Cardinals keep making moves for big-name players. This time, A.J. Green and Rodney Hudson headed to the desert. Joining me now from Locked On Cardinals, Bobrak and Alex Clancy. And Alex, let's start with you on A.J. Green. He was not the same player last season that we saw early in his career in Cincinnati injuries, I think, have robbed him of some of his athleticism. But it is a one-year deal, $8 million dollars. What does he bring to this offense, and how much do you think he still has left to give? Well, you're kind of grading on a curve here, Peter. He's the second-best receiver the Cardinals have on their roster as of right as of today. And I know it's kind of um, diminishing what he's done in his career up till, what, mid-2018, but what A.J. Green brings is a level-headed leadership like Larry Fitzgerald um, – he just brings another rock to the organization, which is needed. I mean, if they're going to change the culture of this organization by signing J.J. Watt, trading for DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and adding an A.J. Green, it just adds stability from important positions. Uh, and it's it's something that we don't know what he's going to be like, but if you were to if you were to tell me you signed him for one year, six and a half guaranteed, there are so many bad contracts in the NFL that this one, what I said on the podcast today was, this is not a bad move. And that's a good thing. It may not be the greatest. I mean, they're not splashing with wide receiver help with, with this move, but he's the second best receiver the Cardinals have on the roster at this point. And it's not a bad move. And that's okay. Bo, am I crazy for thinking that the Rodney Hudson move, because of what it brings for Kyler Murray and his ability to to play from the pocket as well as create outside of structure, if Rodney Hudson can lock down that offensive line a little bit, that this could actually be the more impactful of the two moves? 
No, absolutely. This is the move that Cardinals fans and everybody surrounded by this te- surrounding this team have been asking for since they drafted Kyler Murray because of his non-traditional quarterback size, and he gets what Russell Wilson's been screaming for. You know, a reliable offensive mm-hmm. lineman who's given up three sacks in six seasons at the center position, where you know Mason Cole, who would have been the incumbent, was a guy that was uh, not reliable. I mean, he he started each and every game that he was the starter. I mean, sixteen games in his rookie year and then last season he just he was penalized and he just wasn't as impactful as we think Rodney Hudson can be who comes over for you know a swap of a seventh round pick for a third round pick this this was just uh the Raiders gifting the Arizona Cardinals uh another impact maker after an eight and eight season and the Arizona Cardinals this offseason seem to be winning this NFC West arms race, Peter. Alex, when you look at some of these moves, the age of these players, guys over 30 with Watt, Green and, and Hudson, does this signal to you that the Cardinals think they can go for it this season or is this more about the culture? This more shows that it doesn't matter what age these players are. They're putting pieces in place that'll help them be better than they were last year. Sure, it looks like there's going to be a shelf life here with Chandler Jones, etc. It's going to be three years to see what these Cardinals are. With Kyler Murray having two more years on his rookie deal, it was kind of that anyways. You have DeAndre Hopkins, chances are he'll be here for the, uh, you know, for the extent of his career. But now you will probably see from Steve Keim an infusion of young talent. Coming up, do you need to change your brackets after the latest COVID-19 positive? of the day is next. Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the day. We've already seen COVID-19 affect the women's NCAA tournament with Gino Ariema set to miss time now. The men's side seeing the effects of this global pandemic. Oklahoma going to be without second leading scorer Davion Harmon uh, after he tests positive for COVID-19. Joining me now, David Walker from Locked On Sooners. And David, when you look at this team, Oklahoma had the, the chance coming out of a, a, a terrific and difficult Big 12 to make a real run here. How do you see this affecting the Sooners in the first few rounds of the NCAA tournament? Because Harmon is going to miss at least the first two games. There's a couple things working here. There's the fact that Oklahoma lost five of six. They had risen up to number six in the country, were projected as high as a two seed. And then there was a fall. Uh, The schedule got tough. They lost some tight games. But, you know, I still feel like they're capable of beating anybody that they play based on the wins that they have in hand. Um, And the fact that they're missing Davion Harmon against Missouri, I think that's a win they can still get. Part of what I'm basing that off of is they have a win over Alabama, who came into Norman, and Oklahoma was without Austin Reeves, their leading scorer, and Alondis Williams, who was a starter at the time as well, and were able to win against Alabama down two starters, including their best player. So I think they're good enough to beat Missouri without Davion Harmon. That's not to say that the loss will not be substantial, but because of that skid they finished the season on, They're going to be looking Gonzaga dead in the eye in round two if they're able to beat Missouri. And that is a difficult proposition with Davion Harmon. This is the nature of an NCAA tournament in an environment where we have a pandemic. And so we could be sitting here in a month going, oh, yeah, this team or this team or this team 
probably could have won except for X. Yeah, and the thing is, Peter, what I hope doesn't happen is I hope nobody has to advance because somebody has to bow out of a game. I think as long as we can get the games played, this tournament's going to be fantastic viewing because it's going to be so unpredictable. But I just hope there's not anybody having to advance due to a forfeiture for you know protocols or teams not being able to, uh, to field enough players to play. This is going to be one of the more volatile tournaments that that maybe we've ever seen of course now that i've said that that means all four one seats are going to be in the final four and that's just how this works but like you said oklahoma they could beat kansas they certainly you you know you look in their region virginia usc creighton gonzaga some of the other you know the the top teams there's no reason to believe that they couldn't beat those teams and so that's why this is this is so tough for them because they really could have been a sleeper in this or any region in the bracket. Yeah. And it hurts for the guys. Like, I mean, they were prepared to play in the NCAA tournament last year. Davion Harmon was a freshman last year. They didn't get to have the tournament. Now he's a second leading scorer on a team that was ranked in the top 10 a few weeks ago and he doesn't get to play in round one or round two. So those are things that, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting uh, task for Oklahoma, but they're very capable they had four top 10 wins in the month of January. So I don't care where you seat them. They, they can beat anybody that they're going to match up with, but they're going to have a very small margin of error now going forward. And finally, Atlanta Falcons kicker Youngway Koo, who was born in South Korea but grew up in the United States, reacted to the recent shootings in the Atlanta area on Tuesday that left eight people dead, most of them women of Asian descent. He said, quote, I am deeply saddened by the events that took place in Atlanta yesterday. And although there is no definitive answer yet on what this investigation will bring, I feel now is the time to address the rise in hate crimes against all races over the last few years. As an Asian American, I have heard the jokes and the name calling. I often deal with it by ignoring what was said and minding my own business. I don't have all the answers, but I realize now more than ever that this is an issue that needs to be addressed and that ignoring it won't help us do that. I know this one post won't solve the problems, but I hope it will raise awareness on hate crimes against all. Hashtag stop hate. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Friday, the NCAA tournament is here. We'll have reaction to the playing games and get you ready for the first round. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.